CuntCast podcast is rated not safe for work. Urban Dictionary describes it as internet content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace, i.e. would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of these definitions apply. As a result, we will provide you with 15 seconds of pleasant, non-offensive music for you to advance to the next program, acquire headphones, or lock all available doors and windows for a proper sensual cunt cast experience. Please, be safe out there and enjoy the program. Good evening, fellow sexual subjects. You are listening to a broadcast of the Contact Podcast, a conversation with a classically characterized cunt, carefully crafted with positive courage to champion conscientious consummation. I am your host, Nigella Reed, and I am joined by Mr. Aaron Rand Freeman, just a quality human being that I uh, love and respect. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I am uh, doing okay. I am recovering from the busiest week in a long time and the hottest week in the Bay Area, apparently, because climate change is a myth. It was 100 degrees oh, geez. all week. The hottest the Bay Area has been in decades because, again, climate change is not a th- climate change is a myth and it's fake news because it's been 65 degrees in the Bay Area for 10 months and then it was suddenly 100 degrees. For three days, and now we're back down to 75 or whatever. Wow, it's like 60 degrees in uh, in New Jersey right now. So like, maybe we stole your Bay Area weather. Either way, it shouldn't be 60 degrees there either. It's June. It's all fucked up. Yeah. I think it's really difficult for um, people that rely on the weather to get busy. Like... Because, like, their whole shit's thrown out of whack. I mean, there is, I mean, the abundance of strange, out-of-season, terrible weather, it might extend cuffing season. I know cuffing season was extended in the Bay Area. So. I mean, I'm not even sure what cuffing season is anymore. um, Cuffing season is in the Bay Area for as long as it is chilly at night. And um, it is chilly at night for 10 months. Before the sun exploded and blew the skin off of all of us, it was 10 months of 60-degree weather. I feel like cuffing season is just year-round now because, like, now you need somebody to cuddle you when it's cold, and now you need, uh, like, a, a double-income household to pay for cooling bills because oh. you have to run your AC because it's a billion degrees when it's hot. Yes, we have the opposite problem here. Um, it is 50 degrees all year, so you wind up running your heat when it's, like, May, and the power company's like, hey, noticed you were running your heat here in May, so we're going to charge you triple because it's spring. And then we're all like, no, it's not spring, as you can clearly see by the weather here that it's 50 degrees when the sun goes down. And uh, none of these houses have insulation because all the houses in California are made out of dry biscuit because no one understands that weather is a thing anywhere up and down the coast at any point in time. 
So, but like some parts of California, there is snow. I am led to believe. Right. Yes, in the mountains. But those mount the mountain those mountain ranges with the snow do not have any connection to the rest of us. Where the this the, a lot of buildings are created under the assumption that every place is Southern California, even though it's clearly not. It's a huge city, a huge state that goes across multiple weather conditions. So yes, but every house is built like it's in L.A. So there's no insulation and no protection against the cold. So speaking of E3, which we weren't talking about, E3 happened. <laughs> yeah, what about E3? Um, so there is a game that I was looking forward to, and now I hate. Oh, uh, what? Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. The game from the people who made The Witcher, yes, CD Projekt. Yes. Um, I feel... Well, there's a couple of games that I hate. What, like, the only one that I actually was like tempted to like go get a new system for and all that stuff with cyberpunk um uh infinity ward they had a big fuck up for e3 too but the one that kind of pertains to what we talk about here i think is more cyberpunk 77 um mostly because i feel like they don't get satire and their medium because if you're going to sexualize trans women as a form of satire it's not satire if you just have a sexualized image of a trans woman as an ad with (laughs) no commentary in the text of the game then it's just text of a sexualized image of a trans woman. Yes. And I know, like, this is not my lane. You know, I will fully admit I am cis trash. I get that. But I feel like the people who are making this game don't get that. And I wish they would. Um, I don't. How do I put this? Um, I don't trust them too. Um, it seems as though they these are these are the this is like the product of several opinions of people who've consulted no one of import, no one, no one, no transgender person, read no books, gone on Twitter, asked no questions. And they're just a bunch of room full of white folks who've made a decision about why a thing needs to be a certain way. It's a window into why The Witcher Three was monochrome. I am um, Witcher Three has um well Witcher has no black people in it, but Witcher Two used to be it was also about um like you know like monsters and like mister mysterious life that was also human, and then Witcher Three was just completely about um racist white people wall to wall and it was peculiar. And wow, now Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has a whole group of uh black Kermians who are called animals, like uh, that's their faction name. They're animals and you kill them you just shoot the animals wait they're they're caribbean people named animals mm-hmm. oh they're hate some of them are haitian and they they make fun of the way they talk um unless i get to striking viper with keanu I, there's no way i'm gonna touch this fucking game at this point it just seems oh. nope i'll pass oh right okay that makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately, this tracks 
So yeah. Yeah, I I decided that like I I'm not going to have interactive horophobia, techno orientalism, racism. I'm just, I'm not. If your game has it, fuck it. Not gonna try it. Agreed. Um, yeah. I haven't even played the new Mortal Kombat 11 because they put a turf in it. Fuck her. Um, Ronda Rousey. Fuck her. Sandy uh, Hook Truther. She's a Sandy Hook Truther. She is. That's really. That, that's terrible. That's really reprehensible. Did yeah. she walk that back at all? Because I feel like you can be a you can be um a knucklehead and you know you can have that corrected real quick by anybody. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know because I immediately just blocked all things about her. Which is why I was really blindsided when they announced Mortal Kombat 11 and she walked on the stage. Apparently, like they were hinting at it before, and I just didn't know because. Yes, she I... is the voice of Sonya Blade. Yes. Yeah, a terrible voice. It's really not. I'm not too sure why they swapped out the. Um, I don't know why they swapped out the lady from Mortal Kombat 11 for this celebrity voice acting, which was not very good and is quite terrible and does nothing for the game. At large, like we're more like it was more interesting having um the fellow who played Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie be Shang Tsung in the game. Like if you wanted to have him move the needle with a celebrity, uh, celebrity appearance in your game, I'm more excited and more people were more excited by having what's the name of that fellow? Um, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. But I know his face. Right, is iconic. Like he's super the, in my head. Right, he's the iconic Sing Shang Tsung. He is. He is one of the yes. sneaky better castings in over the course of the entire series. Of and Mortal I got Kombat. to meet him. Really, I'm like Asian American. What you have it? Mm-hmm. And he was like super nice, and he had like this like surfer boy accent. And I was like, I've never been more disappointed in my life. <sighs> Oh, uh, oh, Carrie. I was like, I wanted you to be Shang Tsung and like steal my soul, but he's like real happy. Oh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa is his name. Carrie Tagawa. Yeah, Carrie. very smiley. And I'm like, you're supposed to threaten me. Well, I, I mean, masturbate to this experience now. I didn't know. Well, in fair now, now in fairness, now all of a sudden you want this one man to be terrifying so you can get off. I mean, in fairness, it is Shang Tsung, but still. He already knows he has a terrifying face, so he probably has to go the other way. Now, if you want, now maybe if you wanted him to like give you a hug, cuddle you to sleep, give you a you body massage. You know how I feel about celebrities. I don't like making eye contact or touching. Right. Well, it makes it intimate and weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine that someone with such an evil face, he had to go the other way. There was no He's way. He's just like somebody's cuddly uncle, and I was like, ugh. Yes. Because he, he has a like di- my pussy is Fury Road right now. <laughs> Fuck. Fair enough. But yes, that was a more that moved the needle more for most people. We were all more interested and amused by that than having Ronda Rousey be Sonya Blade. We've all since forgotten that Ronda Rousey was Sonya Blade. So it was not particularly worth it to bring in just a deeply, deeply problematic celebrity. Well, the only reason why I it's still fresh in my mind is because um Turfs have taken to Twitter to claim that gamers who are, uh, you know, streaming Mortal Kombat 11 and doing fatalities to Sonya, there's kind of like this baby meme of this is what I do to Turfs and you do a fatality to Sonya. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you are a misogynist. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, no, 
No, it's just what you it's literally you've literally taken a, a turf and aligned her with this character. So this is kind of what the internet will do in response to what you've done. And, and like turfs are violent. Like their whole shtick is super violent. So right. killing them in a video game that is about killing people yeah. cannot be mad at that. Right. <laughs> like if they modded the game. To make it so you could harm a character that you cannot harm otherwise, I feel like then okay, maybe you have an argument. But to be mad at people in Mortal Kombat doing fatalities on a character in Mortal Kombat, I just feel like you you can't. Right. What world are you living in? Right. And like they're actually like trying to get people banned from Twitter for abuse, and it's like Twitter's like uh, it's game footage. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. <laughs> right, I don't, yeah. But, um, that tracks. Um, thank you for reminding me. Um, actually, it's a shame because I actually like Mortal Kombat 11. I totally forgot I enjoy Mortal Kombat 11 quite a bit. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't feel as bad because, like, honestly, I like the combat kits better than this whole, like, time travel diddly-do. I mean, so. It's a good it's a good story and a good excuse for having all the characters eventually all the characters are existing kind of at once again. So I mean yeah. it's not it they're yeah. I also say this, I think what they do is they change Mortal Kombat in such a way that Mortal Kombat ten is still viable and Mortal Kombat nine is still viable. You know what I mean? Like they're not making it so that the previous version of the game is superfluous. It's like they leave it so that Mortal Kombat 10 kind of still stands on its own in Mortal Kombat. That's why they keep changing the game and like the Mortal Kombat 10 story and everything. It, it, it is interesting. So yeah, I hear you. I definitely, I definitely hear you. And I'm somebody uh, who is a lore hound. Uh, mostly because Mortal Kombat is like one of those where it's like, it was problematic in a way that I could like, not get behind but i could excuse for very long for a very long time because it's very equal opportunity with the bullshit and i'm like i'm okay because like you don't there's no killing sex workers for a joke there's uh no i mean they very much took care of the hypersexualized yes you know women and they didn't do it in a way that in turn hypersexualized men they're just like oh no that's stupid let's take that out of our game Right. And I'm like, oh, it, yay, thank you. It was why it was how Mortal Kombat became a game that I actually grew to play because it was the first time in my life, probably, that I had played a game where all of the women were not covered up to make a statement, but they were just dressed like they could die. Yeah. Because you just differently when you're doing a thing that could kill you versus trying to get laid or trying to show out or you're at a um you're at a party. The only yeah. thing I think it's like kitten heels. I feel like if you're gonna commit to kitten heels, you're probably just gonna do flats. Um, but that's just me. Who still wears kitten heels in Mortal Kombat? Uh, Katana. And uh, Jade Katana. I, that's like weirdly cultural. I think this and like... like uh, Bug Lady has like kitten heel feet. Oh, but yeah. I can't really put her in that category because that's like how her feet are shaped. Right. So it's like, but it seems as though culturally. Everyone from that place that Katana and Melina are from are just all, they all just have a little bit more Prince Concert in their daily wardrobe than the rest of us. So they fixed it in Mortal Kombat 11, but in Mortal Kombat, like, it seems as though, like, even, like, 
someone like Rain looked like he was wearing platforms and like midriff wearing see-through silk top. You know what I mean? Like it's just oh, like yeah. it's like it's just kind of <laughs> like everyone from that desert city is dressed like they've they're, they're just they've got a little bit more they've got a little too much scent, a little too much coconut oil, a little bit too much sass, and it's just kind of across the board. So yeah. it's like they've at least limited they've limited, they've made these these people dress like they're all in a they're all they're all in a prince cover but they all all of these people aren't dressed like that so at least they tried but yes i hear what you're saying i definitely do yeah, and i can get down with that they've um they definitely put effort into it it's one of those things where like i realize now um having played uh tekken and soul Calibur, that for example i can no longer play a game where the boobs bounce i declined to ever play a game where titties bounce because a woman moved in a combat scenario i will i always wanted to like sit people down because i'm like okay most people if you haven't gone to the gym you've seen like footage of women at the gym and okay. you see the effort that we go through to limit the bounce because um, it's painful so if i'm trying to kick some ass i uh, i wouldn't have my boobs flapping willy-nilly i will say this um Unless boobs are in motion, I would be I would make a strong argument that I don't think men pay attention to their behavior unless they are bouncing around. So the logic of the fact that logically you go to the gym, you see 20 women, all 20 of them have their boobs securely strapped and vacuum sealed in place so that they move not an inch, not a centimeter while they move around, because like you said, that hurts. As a result of that, no man is paying attention to their boobs. So no man would pick up the fact that their boobs are not moving because they're in an active they're in an act they're in a physical activity so i'm just making the argument just based on what i've heard in the meetings that we're not we're literally not seeing boobs unless they're in some type of bouncy kind of um cheerleader type of sexy framing otherwise right. they don't exist so we're not like literally they don't exist we don't see them to note that they're strapped down any woman moving around um, I forgot. Secured boobs are now political, right? So, which is why there there is like a bunch of incelly type dudes trying to boycott Mortal Kombat, right? Because they took away their chesticles and their right. booby bouncies right. in the game where you kill each other. And it's and my response and the thing about and I I understand when I was a young boy. And I did I not have access to young boy. We're not, yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I had a pop punk flashback and I'm gonna stop myself. It's perfectly fine. Um I didn't have access to titties because of the internet. I was young. So wherever they put titties was where I found titties. Whether it be like in uh, I think Morgana in Gargoyles with her low cut top or any anime where they had titties, or stealing adult film boxes from the video store, wherever they were titties, I would go to the titties. But now, in 2019, we have, as a society, unlimited access to titties via the internet. We now have access to literally all of the world's titties, give or take. So now, since we've been provided with the infinite blessing of the titty gods, we now can move on with our lives, and our perspective can change as our, our titty harvest is bountiful. It will last us for generations. We will have titties. If, if, we, if the internet was destroyed, we would have titties for generations still. So with that perspective provided now, I can comfortably say I don't need to see titties everywhere else. I mean, I feel like 
as a species, we've been pretty good at archiving our titties. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, we still have the cave paintings and, like, Neolithic uh, sculptures of right. the titties. Right. We've preserved them quite well. Right. So I don't, I just don't think the video game where you beat somebody else to death is where you should look for your titties. Right. And that's my issue is now we have moved now because I understand that it was scarce when we were young and we've moved past that as a society. There's no, we no longer need to pine for titties. It is, um, we can now cover up women in combat situations into a realistic degree, whereas they are dressed like they would prefer not to die. Do you know what I just noticed the other day? What? Um, in Titanfall and Apex, um, whatchamacallit, there are robots with titties. What? Um, in Apex Legends, there's like a robot with titties. And I was like, why would the and robot have titties? There's a robot and titties in Apex Legends? Let's see this. I was watching somebody stream it, and I was like, is, is that a, does that robot have boobies? And he was like, well, yeah. Hold on, wait, no, wait. That, that, that. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, hold on. Oh, I see. I think it was Titanfall 2. It, it is Titanfall, yes. Okay. Because someone, there's a Reddit post. Someone, can someone please explain to me why the female robots have tits? Yeah, then it was Titanfall. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see. It's Titanfall where the robots have Oh. Oh. Because I have not played Titanfall 2 because I'm poor. Well, it but is, it is I free. don't remember them being in Titanfall 1 unless I, like, in my mind, I just didn't notice the robot titties. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh. oh I mean, I, I remember, uh, what was it? Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid 5, but which one is Raiden and he's a robot ninja? Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 is when he Yes, is and you have to beat up all the senators with the nanomites. But there was one boss that I thought was ridiculous because she's all... Uh, robot parts and she has all these extra arms and she's beating you up with a stick made of her extra arms um, but the only part of her that is human is like the top of her head and her her jiggly milky tits <laughs> I was like mm, this makes me feel not great and she's always like posing you're like I may be a robot but check out this rack and it's like why are you Posing for the guy who's stabbing you, madam. Right. There was the uh yeah. I didn't know they put they I didn't know they did. I mean Yes. Yes. Just just Yeah. And let, let's it's okay, we don't need you know what it is? I'll say this. We don't need tits grafted. We don't need tits to be exaggerated in video games. If that makes sense, because I'm not saying there should be no more boobs in video games. I'm saying is that we don't need to um, slather them with our 14-year-old boy concept of boobs. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get why robots would have human reproduction, like vestiges of human reproduction. Like right. a robot doesn't need a dick. It doesn't need a butthole. It doesn't need boobies. Yeah. Why would they have them? We're not where we... 
we're not in the place ironically we are n we are not in the place where we could deal with um a um standard looking robot which are assumed to be male air quotes just playing the game here um generating well, but the thing a... is like star wars already did that we we have like lady droids that have no like uh you know outward coding right well star wars did that and we all know star wars is an sjw wasteland so that oh yeah i forgot so there's no way anyone's going <laughs> to take any examples from star wars which is you know that series Ru where like ruined. women have like what is it a tenth of the lines in the entire series right so but west is a wasteland so you you yeah, SJWs have ruined Star Wars, so there's nothing to be gleaned from Star Wars production values at all in any way. Because droids gotta have them titties. Right. Everyone needs everyone needs titties, and if you're a human, then you need big bouncing titties, big bouncing titties that I can't turn off that bounce even when I put the character. Even I remember playing um Tekken Seven, and putting a character in a T-shirt. And having her titty still bounce like she was wearing a bikini top. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I love, like, the boob socks that they put there. <laughs> I was like, that's not how t-shirts work. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, you put on a t-shirt, and it fits the male character's baggy, and then I put it on a male I put it on a lady character, and all of a sudden, it just vacuums around. It, it's baggy past the titties, like a, like a dress. <laughs> it's, it's Sock technology, I love it. I love it. You just have to. <sighs> why, why play a game unless you're seeing jiggly tits? I can't. I just, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm. I, just... I feel like there's like this extreme now where it's like we need realism. So either they like do Mortal Kombat where they're like, oh, realism means you get to just wear regular clothes that fits you, like clothes if you are a female character. And then we have like Infinity War with Modern Warfare. Where it's like we need realism. We'll give you the opportunity to shoot a baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. Right, and you know, I'll I'll say this. I don't know anything about what Modern Warfare is doing. And I've always said this: if you want to do a real war game, just have someone survive a war. Like I've always said this: like they, they don't don't have any of the sizzle. Just have a character touch down get into a shootout, have it go south, and try to get back out of the country. They don't even need to be narrative. Just have it be... I him. want them to make a game where you are a journalist embedded. You don't have a freaking gun, and you're surviving, and you're... Because it would all be about the experience of looking at what everybody around you is experiencing. And I feel like that would be super realistic, because there's no guts, there's no glory. You're scared shitless. And war is terrible. But you know what? Nobody want to play that game because that isn't very entertaining. Well, that's why. And it would be a um, tragedy simulator. Well, that's that's why I say if you wanted people to play it, then you might as well have them play it. But instead of trying, because what happens is you there's a lot of weird, like every a war games in the interest of creating sizzle wind up being uncharted, where you wind up all of a sudden like you're going to a wartime scenario. You get out of a wartime scenario, you fly to Borneo, you get into a wartime scenario, you get into a battle, you slide down the side of a giant dragon statue, you land in the river, they take you up, now you're in New York, where they're being attacked by robots because the initial attack failed, now they're taking over the, they're taking over the 
Golden Gate Bridge with robots. You have to repel them. And it's like war, but like like covered in powdered sugar and cinnamon syrup. I want it to be like the jar head of right. first person shooters. Right. It would be a type of where situation. It's like there there's not much to do, but you're always afraid. Right. And then I want like the next part was like, well, now you have to deal with the VA because you have post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> and it's just like mad paperwork. Right. Nope. And you have to talk to your therapist. Right. If, if if that's what you want, if you want the realism of war, the um that would probably do it. Nobody wants modern warfare. They rape a lot of female soldiers. Like that's not a game people want to purchase. No, but you know realism. We have our female soldiers who are dying of dehydration in the Middle East because they're too afraid to drink water so they won't have to go to the bathroom where they could be raped. That is a real thing. That happens. I mean, shoot, but... shooting, a, shooting a baby is more fun than you shoot a baby. Or whatever they're threatening to do. I don't know if they didn't say anything. Oh, no, it's, 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 apparently it's in there. It's in the playable demo of the Wait, modern warfare, which they call this next modern warfare Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, I didn't know that they. Like, I kept hearing people talking about shooting babies. I thought that they were just. I thought it was just internet claptrap and meme making. I didn't know that that's a thing that can actually happen. Yeah, but they're like, oh, but for in realism, if the game determines that you did it on purpose, you it'll be like an end game scenario. But my whole thing is, why make that an option? <laughs> yeah, I don't think what like what purpose does it serve? I have no faith in the game. Because the easiest way, because this is the type of thing, war is perpetually uncomfortable. And in shooting games, you're constantly comfortable. So the easiest way for you to make a proper, realistic, modern warfare game is to deploy things like mud and poor lighting. And... Um, Your gun jamming, which they are ought to do. Right. There's little things. War is uncomfortable. Like, you have a gun, and they continue to just go and shoot enemies. But, like, you know, it's, um right, just simply... Having to having your movement impeded and not being able to quite a hundred percent locate, having to go through the effort of locating who is shooting at you, at great personal risk. Um, watching people actually get shot. Um, the fact is, remind by forcing you to be in a place while um, overwhelming you and not letting you leave. Like there's a lot of survival horror that would be a play, that should yeah, be a play. Like the fact that when people get shot, it takes them hours to die. Right. And they might not be able to help. So you just have a person with a bullet in their leg and they're going to die if you can't help them. But there's a good chance you can't. So you just kind of have to hang out with them until they pass away. And that's it. That, that's it. There's not even any drama. You don't know this person, but they're just along for the ride to probably die. Full stop. That's yeah. that's modern war. That's realistic. Because I, I, I just hate like war games so much. I hate the genre. I just think... Uh, I, but I don't think we should be having fun with the war. I think we're at the point now where we where we've grown up and the genre has not. It was one of the reasons like I was looking at um like the last Call of Duty, which is not a bad game, but they've made war um a look and a sound even without having a central war to fight. And as a result it just doesn't it doesn't hit the ear right any longer. And I might be me. Like I said, I realize that I might be getting too old for this. It, it's marketed to younger people anyway. 
and it, we might not be in the mood for it. We might want to play Sims, or if we want to shoot something, we might want to be a you space know what? I realize that it's so fucking true because, like, I play my Sims with no mods. Want to know why? Because all the mods do is add uh, miscarriages. They add drug addiction. They add violence. They have right. all the things that, like, are already in my life that I right. would rather not. So let me have an escapist fantasy where I get to own a house that I can pay for with one job right. where I, I'm not, you know, <laughs> killed inside going to. Right. I've always said that that's it. as we get older as black people, what scares us normally are the things that they make stories about now. Yeah, Like I have not been able to, get through the first episode of the Central Park 5 Netflix show. I just can't do it. Oh, that's fine. There's like I said, there's no you're not under the gun to do that. That's um that's an aggressively triggering program. It's aggressively terrifying to see this thing that, you know, to, to see this thing that we were we all fear happening to us just kind of, you know, I mean it's important. It's important that it exists. White people need to watch it. People who don't believe that black people are at risk for their blackness need to watch it but if you are well aware of it and live it every day and it sits with you every day and then you are within all rights to tap the fuck out you're not have to watch it you're living it so you don't need to you pretty much it. like uh, it, it black sexual politics is by every waking moment so right i just yeah. right. <laughs> i try and i'm like nope 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 just give me a hard nope i'm gonna watch nailed it and laugh at people who suck at baking and that's my zone absolutely so with that said um hard pass we have a kink of the week oh okay cool because we have a we're gonna also probably rope bacon in one because we seem to have an official pass list on e3 games because they're terrible and we're just going to line it up with Bacon's official pass list of games. We're just going to get a hard pass because of um, shitty politics. There's and, uh, so much. Right. And that's what we're going to, we're probably going to have to touch on this later. But officially, yeah. we need to because there are a lot of, E3 did more yeah. disappointing than exciting. I feel like the games I'm most likely to play are all in Devolver Digital ones. Yes. That is the way most <laughs> of us feel, yes. They, 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 they um, seem to understand how video games work. And are able to provide exciting video game experiences without um, crossing over into um, um, shocking um, acts of shocking displays of tone deaf bigotry to do so, or just having us shoot babies, which is also strange. Yeah. But yes, you did. You said we had a kink of the week. Yes, for our yes, for our, yes. our kink of the week is etomophilia. What the hell is that? Etomophilia is the fetish. It is a paraphilia fetish where one is sexually aroused from vomit or vomiting. Oh. Okay. And uh, I wanted to do this one because it is something that I think a lot of people might think is like, oh, that is so bizarre. But then when I actually sat down and really thought about it, I'm mm -hmm. like, I think this is one of the most common fetishes. Right. <laughs> because a... um, it could start at, you know, very soft. Adamophilia or emetophilia. I think I'm saying it wrong. I can't say words. It's fine. Uh, 
like a, a softer version of it would be uh, gag reflex. Like how much mainstream porn is all about gagging on a gawk. Mm-hmm. Right. And it could go to, I don't want to use the word extreme, but I guess what most people would characterize as this fetish would be, you know, walking along the streets and looking for vomit to scoop up in your hands to be aroused by playing in vomit. Um, there's different types of it, like I said, where it could be just from gag reflex to actually vomiting, or it can be um, listening to people vomit, vomiting yourself, having your partner vomit during sex, or being aroused because your partner vomited. And um, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of experience with this because I, I, I know, you know, if, if you're giving some oral fun to a guy, maybe he's not the biggest, throw him a bone and just gag on it. Make him feel like he's just wrecking that esophagus when he's not. But like, oh, the guys get so happy. I feel like this is a super common, common fetish. Or do you have like a tinge, tinge of it? Uh, um, I find it, it. It's very strange. Um, it is completely, um, uh, it is completely empathic. So I've been with people who absolutely enjoy threatening to vomit on my own erection, but and. If they enjoy it, then I've I enjoy I've never heard it. anybody say threaten to vomit. Well, you know, that's the is thing. That is that how it feels? Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, um, how do I put it? Um, just gagging on it seems to work well enough. But I've known some folks who just straight up vomited and they were, and they felt good when they did it. And, you know, as a result, I'm, I'm okay with it if they're okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to sit there and choke nobody to death. But if you are into it, I can see it. And the struggle is fun to watch. But it's not something that I seek out because it's not something that I want. I don't need to subject someone else to it if it's absolutely positively not their thing. But if it is, I will. We can go along with it. You know what I mean? For, for me, I just I can't take the smell. <laughs> I don't like vomiting. I was a sickly child, so a lot of my... Uh, years was uh me puking um though i've had an unfortunate experience with vomiting during sex uh that wasn't like gag related i just um <laughs> so as as i was walking to the the old studio and i was a little hungry in my tummy tums right. so i hit up the golden crust right. got my patty and cocoa bread Right. And my, you know, D&G cola, because I'm just, I'm a basic yardie. It's just what I do. <laughs> but I didn't want to eat on the train, so I just put it in my bag. Uh, and then I went all the way from Port Authority to Brooklyn. And by the time I got to the studio, we just had to record. So we did that. I completely forgot about the patty by that time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like, a day and a half later that I rediscovered that patty and I'm like, it's see it smells like it's still good and I ate it. Oh no. Yeah. 
And then the the person that I was with at the time was all, you know, he's there and he was a little randy and I'm like, all right. And um, he actually wanted to give him like a foot job. So I was already like kind of queasy because I do not like feet. Mm-hmm. I have like an aversion to feet. Right. And I was not feeling it. But I was like, you know what? That's his thing. And I'm I'm a giver. Like I, I like to be open. But I was already kind of queasy because trying the foot stuff. But I was like, okay, just keep it together. <laughs> just because I thought I was gonna burp. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me ride this dick. And then as I'm doing it, I I could I see his cum face is like coming. And I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be so funny. I'm gonna troll his orgasm. I'm going to burp. He's going to develop a weird burp fetish. It's going to imprint on him for life like a little baby bird. And it's going to be hilarious. So as I'm riding his dick, I see like it's it's happening. And I still really feel like I have to burp. Still kind of queasy. But I'm like, burps are hilarious. And I was also really good at burping. Like I used to be able to burp the alphabet when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. Because I was, I was a tomboy. So I think I'm going to let out this like big long burp, mm-hmm. but it was not a burp. Oh dear. It was basically uh, like the scene from The Exorcist. Oh wow. Uh, because I got food poisoning from that old ass patty that was sitting at my first birthday. And um, let me tell you, it wasn't, uh, it was not erotic. I immediately just like, as it was happening, it was like in slow motion. I could see it like arc. I could see it splash on his chest and face and just tears. Just crying. Oh, wow. A, throwing up does not feel good. It sucks. I don't like it. Um, it was a very spicy patty. So that's coming back up my throat, which is already raw because, you know, his penis. And, um, because it got like up my nose it was just it was a bad scene mm. it was the opposite of sex it was it, if i could demonstrate to aliens what human sex is not supposed to be it would be that exact moment um well i'm sorry that happened um. the the weirdest part is He's he he kind of took me up and he's like I'm I'm so sorry. He put me in the shower. We cleaned each other off. He he wiped my tears, mm. <laughs> and he's still ready to go. <laughs> he's still finished. Oh well. And I was <sighs> I was never less in the mood after that. Well, did he ever explain to you that maybe you hit one of his buttons? Maybe he didn't know he had a button to hit. That happens. It's like superhero origin stories. We we did talk about it like a couple years later. And he was like, well, you know, it wasn't the puke that he liked. It was taking care of me. Because he had never seen me cry before. Oh. And I was just a sobbing mess. And he's like, oh. And I thought that for, that was also kind of weird for me because I'm like, so you like me being infantile and crying and you clean me up? Like, mm, but 
Well, he, yeah. might, he, he might like the now. There's a line there. He might have enjoyed the intimacy, the because a lot of people yes. don't get intimacy. So when they suddenly get a blast of it, they're moved by the whole thing. But you have to get there first, and that's you know. And I do feel like because I, I'm not a like emotional crier. Like I will cry at movies and like commercials where like a dog is sad, but like I won't cry when like my friends die or something like that. So I'm not very good at like actual human emotion, but I know what they are. So I just think maybe for him, it wasn't the puke, but the aftercare. Right. And I think maybe that could be part of his fetish because I, I mean, I cannot myself imagine being aroused by the very strong smell of of vomit well it it, it, if i were to if i now that we're talking about it if i had to guess as a person with a penis only only from my end of the sensation it feels like someone's throat is having an orgasm if that makes sense yes so it feels like when your dick is down someone's throat and when they are vomiting it feels like their throat's having an orgasm and what comes out is in fact vomit um it's not optimal but i imagine that i learn how to emulate that with my soft palate and my throat right which took a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) if you want some good head like Get, it's get the chicks that were in choir. We have a lot of soft palate control. It's a good time. Fair enough. But uh, just because that's like the only actual vomit, because I usually don't have a gag reflex. Right. So my gagging is usually theatrics. Well, then I think that is the enjoyable feeling of, I think it, I think that might be a connection. I'm like I said, this is me just taking i'm just i'm just thinking about my lived experience i can't speak for everyone but that is i can imagine that would probably be what the big draw is for someone who's really really into it it's like i don't i mean there's a lot of mainstream porn with like that i feel incorporates the theatrics of this fetish you know the mascara running down your face and the lot of saliva gooey but it's not actual vomit Right. But then there's also like ghetto gaggers that is really like from people I know that have done scenes for them, like the whole production place just smells like vomit. Which, you know, shout out to them for being able to maintain erections and have what proceeds in that sort of conditions because could not be me. I don't care how much you're paying me. Well, I'd be like, you need some goddamn neutralizer or some kind of spray shit here. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like I wouldn't be a good fit for ghetto gaggers. Well, um, no. Or facial abuse. I don't think um being even um being submissive on camera doesn't seem like it's your wave across the board. Now I don't know. If yeah, you've like noticed. I'm gonna pinch a taint. Like you don't yank my weave. Right. Right. So we're gonna say that the entire the entire subheading of submission, like when you go to X videos and you type in submission, that whole thing is out. Every everything is everything that comes up on that search is not something you're doing. We're just gonna go ahead and assume as your as your unofficial agent, that's out. 
though I always thought it would be like really crazy to like have like a meta porn site where it's like it's like empowerment porn for ladies so it's like a chick and she's doing like the facial abuse scene but she's like okay I'll do this scene but like you have to sign a waiver that like you could get as good as you give and the guy's like I'm gonna dominate you and she's like okay but give as good as you get and uh so they start doing the scene and it's like traditional ghetto gaggers but then she's like fuck you and it turns into men in pain because she just wails on his dick <laughs> and I, I am having this in mind so i'm imagining it's like somebody like me like she has to be like a pretty like a sturdy gal and she just like just lifts him up like powerless and just like flips him over they they have they have that um that wrestling they have that wrestle sex domination submission website that's been going on but for i want like, it to be the guys that do right. ghetto gaggers and facial abuse because i don't like them <laughs> <laughs> i want their dick oh, to I, be mangled oh i understand oh, okay oh i see yes like legit, legit yes R revenge porn but like in the best way possible like in the reasonable where the actual yeah. porn people porn actors they can't be mad because they're like well you signed a waiver which is what they do to women on their site mm. that's revenge so, porn by the way that's that's that what you just described i think that's just desserts porn right i just think we we use we we revenge porn is like posting up illicit pictures of your ex-wife because she's your ex-wife to get her back that's what revenge porn is and terrible but actual yeah. revenge porn is taking actual people who are actually terrible in the industry and giving them the just desserts on camera <laughs> as they've done to other people. Yeah, just like take James Dean and shove like a cattle prod up in the butt or something. Fair enough. That is revenge porn. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I do feel like it'd be on site if I see him. Like, his face upsets me greatly. Oh, what did James Dean do just so everyone can... Uh, he's a rapist, and he is a serial abuser and doesn't know how to exist on Earth in a respectable fashion. Well, I know. have no no respect for him. Oh, I'm sorry. Allegedly. Because <laughs> he has money, and I don't, so don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless I do, if unless I like, you know, go to Exotica and see him and fade him on site, then you know, like, yeah, he's gonna sue me for that. Yeah, he's so. gonna need to. Yeah, he's probably gonna. Need to, yeah, he's gonna bring the need to hammer, bring the hammer down on that one. Yeah. But like, sure, it'll be a crime. But like, okay, <laughs> wait, that was a, that was a really good argument. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, I, there's so much stuff I want to get into, but we, we still have time. But there's always next time. <laughs> so I'm glad we got to have this uh, conversation. Any any other thoughts on emetophilia? Um, actually, no. Um, it is actually. You know what? I'll say this. Just remember to discuss it. If you have a thing, always bring it up. Always talk about it. Don't spring fetishes on people. Never do it. It's a general rule of our show. Make sure to remind you, if you're into a thing, bring it up in casual conversation. Let the person know you're into the thing. No surprises, folks. No surprises. 
Yeah, I think now, actually, now that I think about this, I don't think I'm going to do, like, the theatrical gag thing until I talk about it first. Right. Talk about it. Because yeah, I'm assuming that they have that fetish. I could be very wrong. I don't want to threaten um, well, a dong. But there is the like, limit. I don't have to. That's the thing. There are, the lim- there are limits there. So, like, if you take a dude and you deep throat a guy, there's no man that's going to be like, my God, stop. But there is like 10 feet past the deep throating where you get into this. And then that is where you would need to talk about it. So it's like if you have a plan to deep throat a fellow, you can spring it on him at any time of the year. He'll be fine. Because usually I'm like, fuck my face. And to me, that is the whole like gagging theatrical thing. Right. But I realize that people that would have a very big aversion to vomit would be like, no. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. I yes. would like to fuck your face, but no vomit, please. And I'd be like, same. There you go. Open, honest communication to reach a sexual uh, com- compromise for the most efficient, enjoyable sexual experience. That's it. That's it for me. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, and uh, thanks for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays. You know what makes racists really mad? Black people having a good time. And we really have a good time making these podcasts. So, if you donate then it's technically the same thing as funding the unhappiness of racists everywhere. Awesome, right? You know what to do.